How's it going, sci-fi fans? This is Alex Malari from Dark Matter, and you are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This episode brought to you by Michael Crate and James Husband. Special love goes out to Lee Kemp, who manages our Facebook page. If you like what you're hearing here on the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way. And by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today. AudibleTrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Engage. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, where we serve up interviews, news, and our view on the world of science fiction. Come, grab a chair, and enjoy the conversations. I'd say we've got an unexpected guest. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. Yes, who's coming to dinner? Let's roll. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. That's it. We are the duo tonight. It's kind of like going back to old times, Miles. It is. It is. It's just uh, our... Sadly, our fellow co-hosts, some of them are, are struggling with illness. Some of them are still have to work their adult jobs. And um, and then, you know. uh, yeah, and that's the thing with Chrissy uh, not joining us for a while. I don't know when she'll be joining us next. But uh, Dave, I know they cut power at the school that we work at. We both work at the same school. And uh, I assume that stuff required him to work longer. So voila, you have us, for better or worse. But it's kind of like old times, you know? It is. It is. And I think you and I can um, I, I think you, you and I can discuss some of the things that are going on in sci fi. Well, you know, we did it for many years. So we have. Yeah. Before M came on, it was just the Miles and Scott show, for better or it worse. <laughs> so but uh, <laughs> but here we are uh, reliving that again. Um, so what are we talking about tonight, Miles? So we're going to talk about what we really liked in 2019. We kind of have a top five list. We probably could add easily add more. Maybe we can add an honorable mention since it's just the two of us tonight. We're also going to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2020 and, um, you know, talk about uh, what's going on in our sci-fi world. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, and maybe that's kind of uh, redundant because some of the stuff that's going on might be kind of in that list. I don't know. What do you think? It is. I, um, some of them, some of it won't be, but, um, you know, I, what I could do is I can see what's going on in my sci-fi world without necessarily talking, not, 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 not necessarily, uh, discussing it too much. Okay. Sounds great. Um, yeah. yeah. And we have an interview tonight. What interview are we sharing? So we, I had the opportunity to speak with uh, Alex Malari. Uh, he had, uh, been one of the stars on the sci-fi channels um uh dark matter but he's um he's getting he's been getting a lot of work since then and i he and i sat down and had a nice conversation shortly this past year fantastic and just so you know if you listen to the last interview we did with uh, mr john glover um that was not miles talking in that interview um and might not be for this interview either so if you do listen to say well that doesn't sound like miles uh, we had a little bit of technical uh, difficulties and i did have to re-record the uh the questions so for that so so say la vie that's that that happens sometimes but uh we'll still bring you the interview because we're excited to do that that's fine so 
Right. So uh, sci-fi world, let's start there as we always do. What is going on in our sci-fi world? Can I go, can I go first, Miles? Uh, yes, go ahead. So I rewatched The Mandalorian again. Um, absolutely loved it the second time. Baby Yoda still rocks. Still enjoy it. I actually watched it with Kurt Edwards um, and Jason Smith and Steve Miller. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so it was a whole crew of us uh, up around New Year's. We watched it. Um, but... I am currently, when I'm done with this episode, I'm going to go back and finish it. I'm currently in the middle of watching The Hobbit, like all three movies. Okay. And uh, I'm watching it with Tisha, my daughter, and with my son, and we are thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, it was a bit, the, the first, have you watched them at all? I have. I saw them in theaters. So, like the first one, for the first hour, they could have trimmed that down. Because it's kind of slow going. Like, it doesn't get started as quick as you want. Um, but that being said, once it gets rolling, it's interesting. And um, it's neat to see the growth of Bilbo, the way they portrayed it, the uh, the, the downfall of Thorin. Uh, it was fantastic. And, of course, I read The Hobbit like seven or eight times. Seven or eight, not 78. Seven or eight times. And I absolutely loved it enough. Lord of the Rings, I've read more than that. I've read that like 13 times. So, and they brought in a lot of supplementary information. And so I stopped right before the podcast here. We stopped at the Battle of Five Armies and like the orcs have just appeared. And so that's kind of where it stopped. So we got to wrap up this podcast fast, Miles, because I got to get back to a movie. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. No, it's uh, but that's what I'm into. And I'm, I really am enjoying it. Um, I also have watched Aladdin uh, and did enjoy Will Smith as a genie. I know it's not, it's Disney and it's not really science fiction, but it's fantasy. It kind of plays into that. And let's see what else I watched that I really, really did enjoy. Um, well, I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, maybe that's it. I'm, I'm still reading through the Sarah J. Moss, uh, um, I guess, eight book series, Throne of Glass series, and really enjoying that as well. So that's the current one. Um and uh, I don't know that I have anything else. If I think of anything else, I will share it with you. Uh, but that's kind of it. Okay. How about you? What's going on in your sci-fi world? Well, uh, it's it, it's a little bit of a longer list. We've had some little time between the last time I recorded. So yeah, you I, just keep I, adding to it. Yeah, I, I had. Um, so I saw. So back in December, I watched uh, season two of Lost in Space on Netflix. I, I thought it was great. Um, they definitely set it up for a season three. Hopefully we'll get it. I haven't seen whether we'll officially get it or not. Um, also the star Wars, the Mandalorian. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, watched it with my friend, Carl, a, a few episodes and he said, wow, this, this really feels like my star Wars. And, um, a couple things on Netflix. I, I've been catching, uh, V wars on Netflix kind of has to do with vampires. Um, I thought it was like also, part of V. But yeah, no, not that, not 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 the V from the the old TV series. Um, but what they do is they um, they, they um, with the glaciers melting, it it this this latent virus 
was able to get out and um, infect people. And it's they're saying this was the the, the precursor to the vampires, and then all the myths were based on that. Um, I'm also uh, the manifest is back on. But there, there are two episodes since since it's been back. I watched the conclusion to Crisis on Infinite Earths, and uh, I watched the movie uh, Time Trap that was on Netflix. And I'm reading right now Star Trek Discovery novel Dead, Dead Endless by uh, Dave Gallanter. Very good, very good. Well, it does sound like um, some good things are there. Oh yeah, uh, very good. Um, all right. Well, why don't we talk about um, why don't we move into kind of our reflection. So okay. ideally, we were going to look back at the uh, four of us, David, uh, M, and you and I, we're going to look back at 2019. We have M's list here, so I think we can maybe share that list, uh, but we don't have anything from Dave, I don't believe, but that's all Sadly right. Sadly, no. Sadly, yeah. no, but we'll share mm-hmm. M's list as well as a part of mm-hmm. that, uh, but Miles, do you want to start out? Sure. So what I really liked in 2019, um, Avengers, Affinity War. Uh, after, um, or Endgame, um, after seeing, uh, you know, the Infinity War from last year and just seeing how they ended things, just wondering how they were going to um, resolve it and and, and it, they didn't disappoint as far as what, what they did. Um, so I, I enjoyed seeing heroes that work together that normally weren't together. Uh, seeing heroes story arcs closed and uh, maybe seeing what they're going to do in the future. So that was something I really enjoyed. That's my number five for uh, uh, 2019. Uh, do you want me to share my number five? Yes. All right. We can just kind of round table it. Um, so my number five was um, I have here getting hacked. <laughs> I have no Explain. clue. Why I typed this. Uh, was I hacked? Oh yeah. So this is the big thing. So the thing that, uh, remember my moment from 2019, for those of you that aren't aware, the sci-fi diner went like off the air, like for about a month and a half before I realized it. Cause you know, you put out the podcast. I don't always like pay attention to like the streams and all that because I, you know, I p- post them and all that. Well, I did not realize that if you went to sci-fi diner.com, uh, on, like you typed into Google, you were taken to a medical site in Russia. So I was hacked by the Russians, Miles. Okay, that's why. That's why whenever I try to look up something, um, I would I would get that site. I was yeah, uh, like you get an advertisement Viagra. Like you know, well maybe we need it, but you know that's not really why you're looking for the Sci-Fi Diner. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> right? You know, um, we want to lift you up, just not in that way. But dun dun. All right, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> moving on, moving, so, on. <laughs> moving on. But so I, I discovered it, and thankfully, uh, my uh, package with uh, GoDaddy, you know, they take care of the hackers and they restored it to its normalcy. But because of that, iTunes was trying to reach it and couldn't get it, and therefore they kicked us out of iTunes. <laughs> so we are now back in iTunes. C'est la vie, but. It was kind of a hassle, and I was like, really? Right before Christmas, I was dealing with this crap. So so getting hacked was um, my number five for 2019. Memorable, but not, but not something you want to remember. Yeah, remember. yeah. So um, the uh, uh, M's number five, I believe, because it's not really number five, but it's sci-fi getting recognized at the Emmys. 
So there must have been some pretty nice Emmy nods for science fiction. I don't I don't follow the Emmys, but uh, do you know what she's talking about? What got noticed at the Emmys? I, I don't follow the Emmys either. Oh, see, uh, look, so we really need M here. Yeah. Um, let me look that up real quick. Emmy. Um, sci-fi. Uh, I think Game of Thrones got nodded, got a nod for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that was a big thing uh, for it. Uh, that at least got some recognition for it. But All right. So why don't you go to your number four? Uh, number four. Um, I, so I decided to check out Outlander. They, they dropped the first two seasons on Netflix. And I really enjoyed that. It's a really good time travel story. The way I mean, just the mechanism of, of how how they traveled back in time is less important as having how the people, the characters react to the world they're in, uh, whether they're from the past or from the future. And it, they did a really good job with that. And just some fun uh, history stuff. They go, you know, a a, a woman from the tw- from the earlier 20th century travels back in time to. 1750s uh, Scotland and um, just uh, you know her worldview butting up with their worldview and um, you know seeing her using some of her modern skills to kind of survive in that world Um, so the show is still going on I'll wait till what I had to do was they they didn't have uh, season three and four on on Netflix at the time. So I actually just, I just rented the, net, the DVDs off Netflix. Um, and when the next, they have another season on right now, when that season drops, I'll probably do the same thing. So that, that's, that's a show I really enjoyed in 2019. So, uh, you still have a DVD subscription to Netflix. Uh, I took it. I reactivated it when I wanted to watch outlander. And then I, when, when I was done watching outlander, I, uh, Discontinued. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just yeah. so you know, I am not watching Outlander, but my wife, you want to talk about Outlander with someone? My wife loves the show. Oh, okay, cool. Absolutely bonkers over the show. So you and her can sit down and have a nice little chat about the brutality of 17th century Scotland. We'll have to do that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. So my number four is coaching esports. I've said it on the show before, but I'm one of the coach, one of four coaches now of the, uh, I am technically the, uh, the spokesperson for our esports team. And uh, I co head coach it, I guess, with Nick Joniak at our school. And we have two other coaches that uh, come on to teach. And we're, and we're running a League of Legends team and an Overwatch team. And I'm kind of the, doing podcasting slash shout casting and training students in that. And that's kind of my big role in it. Um, but that's exciting. Although we're kind of having a fiasco with our overwatch uh, league matches are supposed to start this week and it's absolutely a nightmare. So, um, but unrelated, but I'm having a great time at, I'm enjoying that process and it's been a, a huge learning curve for me and I appreciate the challenge that it's brought. So that's my number four. It's coaching okay. esports this year. Um, M's number four, the whole new world of Doctor Who that really was no big deal. There's a doctor and there's another season. So that just came out. Um, season, uh, the last season just dropped New Year's and it's fantastic. But we have a whole new doctor, uh, a female doctor. And so that was pretty revolutionary for Doctor Who last year. Right. Now, I know uh, your son was uh, kind of getting into the Doctor Who. Is he still in? Is he still watching the Doctor Who? I think if I rented it, he would, but I haven't rented it yet, or I haven't bought it. Oh, okay. So, 
So I'd have to do it on Amazon, and I didn't do that yet. Okay. But how about number three for you? Number three, um, the DC streaming channel. So I took that out beginning of the year. Uh, I wanted to watch uh, Titans and watch um, Young Justice. There were some a couple of new shows on there, and I've enjoyed those. So, and, and they have a lot of um, they, have, they have a big catalog of their of of past uh, work, like live action shows, live action movies, animated. Um, shows and movies uh they, they drop what nice thing is that they'll drop some of their new animated movies on there and you want to rent it off amazon or something like that so they did the death of superman when they did that they, they dropped it on the dc streaming channel so I, I i've enjoyed that are you still a member of that yeah i took it out again this year okay good awesome awesome so for me, I'm going to, my, my number three is again, end game. Like you did. I love the idea. I love the wrap up. I felt like it was a fitting wrap up for infinity wars, uh, and the whole Marvel franchise. And as it gets ready to reboot us into the uh, new, what they call, I guess, Marvel phase four. So I was really, I'm really excited. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it did everything that I wanted it to do. And I was very pleased with it. So I wasn't, I didn't go in reading a lot of spoilers um, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching it as we've talked about in the show. So that was my number three. Mm-hmm. So a number three was uh, for M was Star Wars. She was so gosh darn happy <laughs> with, uh, with the wrap up of Star Wars. And uh, I think she saw it a gazillion times in the theater. So cool. How about your number two? My number two, Star Wars: The Mandalorian. Um, that exceeded my expectations of just how good a show it was, and uh, Pedro Pascal does a great job of playing the Mandalorian. Uh, Carl Lewis plays like the guy who gives him his assignments. I thought you know he's great in this, um, and, and how can you not love Baby Yoda? Uh, I. I Disney did a great job with the Mandalorian, except not having baby Yoda toys ready for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I loved, I loved the fact that we had, uh, we had, um, the, the whole cast. I love Werner Herzog. He did a great job in the show. Uh, even our good friend, uh, Esposito. Yes. Yes. So he, the guy, uh, we, we interviewed him a long time ago when he, uh, when he was the guest part of the, um, Oh, the fairy tale, the uh, Snow White series. What was that called? I forget. Uh, where he played Mirror, uh, the Mirror. Once upon was once, uh, upon, a once time? upon. Thank you. Once upon a time. I just couldn't. I just lost it. Uh, and he was in other shows too. That, uh, but but yeah. So I was like, oh, we interviewed that guy. It was great. It's always fun when you see actors you've interviewed on the show. And so loved loved it. I, that's going to come in with my number two as well. Yeah, he plays Moff Gideon. Yeah, fantastic. It looks like there's a role for him in season two, that's for sure. That's so, they left it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it for many of the same reasons. The two-part finale was absolutely spectacular, and the way they tied the entire series in, or most of the entire series in, was pretty awesome. Yeah, I really, I really did enjoy that. So I, I don't know when season two will be September. out. September. Oh, okay. Yep, September. So we have a little bit to go. 
But that's it's a little while away, but it's not terrible. I'm I'm glad you didn't say 2021. So. Yeah. So M said Game of Thrones. Seriously, I don't think she liked the finale. She's not the only one. Well, I, I think that the finale got a lot of hate because of uh, they felt that that was rushed. So I don't know. I was kind of I'm kind of over Game of Thrones. So, I have two now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if another book comes out, I might read it just because I'm kind of a completionist, but whatever. And there's been rumors that they might do a prequel series. I don't care. So at this moment, I don't care. No, no, no. I don't care. Oh, okay. No, I okay. don't care. Just in case you were wondering, Miles. <laughs> You're totally apathetic about uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't care. Okay. That's right, don't. Fair enough. What's your number one? Tell me about that. Um, Star Trek. Uh, I really enjoyed season two of Discovery. I mean, how? Disney. I mean, you you are the quintessential Trekkie. I mean, how could you not? But I, I here's the thing. I think th- they did some really good things. They brought Captain Pike and, and back, and they had they had a fantastic actor play him. Uh, so much so that. And maybe they plan this. They're not saying. I think they are planning this, but maybe having a spin-off Captain Pike series. Um, and s- seeing the Enterprise back, uh, see seeing young act, young directors play Spock and number one. Um, you know, you and I had a chance to talk to uh, Anson Mount and uh, Ethan Peck th- this year. Um, I think that made it all the more special for me. So that and. They're, what they're really moving discovery ahead uh, almost a thousand years in the future uh, so they're not beholden to you know things going on like 10 years before the original series that's been a lot of the criticism levied against it but well you move it the, the ship and crew you know 900 some years into the future they can really do whatever they want they're not they're not uh, they it is a beauty of it. Now they're going to run into problems. They can't have Pike or Spock really in that. So that's why we need our, our Pike series. Um, yeah. Sometime. I agree with that. I agree with that. But yeah. I, I, so that's your number one. That's my number one. I, that that's yeah. Probably my favorite thing of, of 2019 sci-fi wise. Yeah. I don't know that my favorite is, but uh, star Wars has to be on my list. So uh Star Wars, not just The Mandalorian, but Star Wars, The uh, Final Frontier. Oh, whatever they call the final movie. The Rise of Skywalker. Um, that gets an honorable mention from yeah, me. Yeah, so, no, so it was it was pretty fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I, I People dogged it. But, I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how you else would, you would have ended that. I, I It was so phenomenal. I went to see it with my son. And he's, as I mentioned in our Rise of Skywalker show, he was leaping out of his seat. I just enjoyed it from the father perspective and just the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So that is my number one. And M is Marvel, period. I guess she enjoyed uh, Endgame this year. And, well, we had um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, we had uh, Captain Marvel this this past year. Yeah, absolutely. So all those were good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Do you have any? You, you said you have honorable mentions. That was Star Wars. Anything else that you had an honorable mention for? I would put um, Lost in Space season two on there. I think they did a fantastic job with that. Uh, yeah, I, I, if you ha- folks, if you haven't seen Lost, the Lost in Space on Netflix, you gotta. It, so um, that would that would be that would be my honorable mention. Very good. 
Well, why don't we move on into this year? We are already three weeks into this year. What are you looking forward to? Well, um, when I wrote this originally, um, the conclusion episodes of Crisis hadn't aired yet. Uh, they have aired. Um, so that, that was my number five. I enjoyed it, but I don't think it was as good as it could be, so I give it a B-. minus. I think what I probably enjoyed mostly about it was some of the cameos from um, past uh, DC superhero uh, characters we saw. Um, I, I really enjoyed Brandon Routh's uh, super, seeing his Superman back. There's now it's now in the rumor mill that they could do they may do a limited TV series with him as Superman because the the reception from the fans has been so huge. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was my number five as far as what I was looking forward to in 2020, and that that's already happened. Okay, fantastic. Well, my number five comes in with Wonder Woman 1984. I know it's on your list uh, somewhere down the line, but I, I, you know, it's one of the things that I am looking forward to. The trailer totally looks amazeballs. I just love, 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 love the trailer. Uh, it will be interesting to see how they bring up Pine's character back, right? Um, but uh, you see him in it, and you see the way they're playing it. So this is going to be nostalgia heaven. We're back in the 80s, bud. Uh, and uh, for some reason, the 80s seems to resonate with us. I mean, look at Captain Marvel. And here we are back in the 1980s. So, Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking of the 80s. Uh, Stranger Things uh, really makes good use of the 80s. And so. Oh, yes. That, that's my number. That's my number four. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I, I, I can't wait to see that film also. Um, the first one was very good. I, I, I have no reason to believe this one won't be either. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I don't know. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be absolutely amazing. Um, does Em have a number four? Does she have her list? Oh, she has it up in their other one here. So her number her number five her number five. Sorry, was Birds of Prey. I don't know anything about this. Should I know something about this? It's gonna be a DC live action show, and I'm pretty sure it's on the it's gonna be on the DC network. Okay, um, Margot Robbie is gonna be reprising her role as. Uh, uh, Harley Quinn. Um, I don't know much more about that. Um, that, that could be interesting. I might check it out. Um, but that's, um, that's, that, that's what they're, what they're doing there. So yours number four was wonder woman, 1984 mm-hmm. My number four. And I'm sure that this is on your list somewhere is Picard, which actually comes out tomorrow. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, Thursday. Thursday. So I'll try to get this episode out before then. But the card's coming out, and I know that I am absolutely ecstatic and looking forward to it. I cannot wait for Picard. I can't either. This is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's on M's list, too. You'll hear it a little bit later on. But her number four is Black Widow, which is on my list somewhere down the line, too. So, But I'm really looking forward. The trailers absolutely look amazing for Black Widow. We've been waiting for a Black Widow movie for some time, and I'm glad that Marvel's finally giving it to us. Yeah, I mean, we had to say goodbye to her character in Endgame, so it's, it's, it's kind of cool they're going to do this um, the year after. Um, there's still there's still some life in the uh, Black Widow character. Yeah, and we get Hawkeye in it. Come on, it's gonna be good. So, if I was doing a top ten, this would have been my top ten for. for oh, definitely, definitely. So, what's your number three? Uh, the conventions. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to Farpoint and Shore Leave. 
uh, seeing some cool celebrity guests, but seeing uh, people we only get to see, you know, twice a year and hanging out with them. <laughs> we have uh, got to talk about while you're mentioning it, because we aren't going to mention this anywhere else. We got to talk about the cast list, the guest list for Shirley. Oh, Holy oh, yeah. Hannah. They have River Song, Doctor Who, Alex Kingston. He's going to be there. Right. Um, they have they have you know two Firefly alumni like Adam Baldwin and Jewel State. Talk about talk about nerdgasm going on. Who's from Star Trek's going to be there? Uh, Gates McFadden, Doctor played Doctor Crusher. Uh, uh, Robert Duncan McNeil played uh, Lieutenant uh, Paris on Voyager. He's had a great career since then as a producer and a director right um and uh brent spiner's coming back uh he played uh data in in uh in star trek next generation and he he's just gonna be coming off the the tale of um of the picard series so so that's going to be phenomenal and then of course yeah. dennis lawson who played wedge and tilly's uh, probably his most well-known role in geek world he'll be there as well so by all means, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be great, and that's going to be a great convention. And we are going to try to represent the diner there. I don't know that we'll be able to interview Data. He's kind of he's kind of elusive, right? Yeah he did, he was at he was at Shore Leave probably about five or six years ago. Where, and he, he, I must have not been at that one, but um, he was not. Um, he was not uh, giving interviews then, so we'll see what happens. Um, that's okay. I'm sure these other people will probably will, and that, that, that'll be a lot of fun. Right. So, uh, and then we have, of course, we have uh, Shore Leave coming up, and uh, we have uh, a Farpoint, excuse me, and we have some other Star Trek. Yeah, it, we, well, Star Trek and the Orville. Right. Uh, Penny Johnson, uh, Gerald, um, she, she, she was in D Space Nine. And she and, and she plays a doctor on the Orville, right? And then we have what Anthony Montgomery. Yep, he he, he was in Enterprise and Mary Chifu. Uh, she she plays uh, she she plays a Klingon um, in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, fantastic! So that's going to be it's going to be. We have some good conventions coming up, and hopefully, we'll have some new interviews that we will be bringing to your table. That's for sure. Yep. So I'm glad that's on your list as being in the convention. My number three is Doctor Who, which, of course, just came out. I haven't watched it yet. No spoilers. And I know that the entire season's not out yet, uh, but I do want to watch it, and uh, I am stoked about watching. I'm glad Doctor Who's back, and we have another season of it. Mm -hmm. So that was mine. And then M, hers is Star Trek V, Chris Pine and Hemsworth, filming 2020, release 2023. Yeah, about that. Uh, they. It's probably well. We don't know yet, but but they, they interviewed the guy that who's going to basically be the main showrunner producer, and he hasn't said for sure whether he's going to be using the um, the cast and crew from JJ Verse in his new movie. So it could be something totally different. A reboot. Uh, yeah, another reboot, <laughs> which you know has some fans scratching their heads. But uh, well, you know, they did it with Spider Man three times, right? They they did, but I'm, you know, we need our third con movie. Come on, Miles. <laughs> I was really hoping we would have seen another movie with this crew, uh, and, and the, bringing Chris Pine back, seeing if they could bring, you know, bring back Kirk Kirk's father. I, I would have loved to see that story told. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Just it's they're really being hush hush about it. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's go on. Uh, What is your number two? My number two is looking forward to the new content of the Disney Channel. Uh, Looking forward to Kenobi. Uh, Looking forward to this uh, Winter Soldier show. Um, Did they announce? Did they announce a Darth Maul show too? I, I don't know about and Loki, that. And Loki, a Loki show somewhere. In uh, there. Yeah, that that they did announce. So uh, yeah, so all, all those the, the new Marvel and Star Wars shows, um, I'll be definitely be checking those out yeah. uh, as soon as they, they they drop on the Disney Channel. Yeah, I really should have put the Disney Channel because I've certainly got my money's worth out of that. Uh, my number two is Black Widow, but I mentioned it before because of M. And uh, but that is my number, uh, my number two. I just absolutely love uh, the fact that Black Widow is coming out. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. M's number two is uh, Wonder Woman. How is what's his face alive? Chris Pine, of course. He's, right, he's Chris yeah. freaking Pine. Are you kidding me? He's always alive. But that that I'm I'm looking forward to hearing them explain that one also. He I mean, doesn't it, it, he it, doesn't it, believe in no win situations. Come on, that's true. That, <laughs> he, he 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 cheats death. He does cheat death in in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, what comes in number one for you, buddy? I am looking forward to both Star Trek, basically the Star Trek shows I'll be seeing. Um, Picard, I'm, we we talked about. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. It'll be good to see. It'll be like old friends again. Discovery, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do, what this new world looks like in the, um, I guess the 31st century or whatever it is. Um, I think I think Lower Decks show, it's an animated series, is dropping this year also. So CBS is trying to get as much Star Trek out as possible. Um, and as long as it's good Star Trek, like Discovery and like Picard looks, we don't care. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and it's not like it was back in the nineties where you had like 25 episodes a season. And so there may be, you know, there, there were some accusations that maybe it was too much Star Trek at the time, the way they do TV. Now it's like, they give you 10 episodes a season, the way they, um, uh, space it out. So I, I, I think it's going to be okay. Well, it tends to follow more of a story arc too, which is, so it's less episodic. So, right. So we have that as well. Uh, my number one, the thing I'm looking forward to the most Funny, I was telling you I was watching The Hobbit. The Lord of the Rings TV show that's coming out. So I'm really looking forward to that. Also, the Wheel of Time series. That's my honorable mention. I just threw that in there. I'm looking forward to both these shows. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, by the way, did you see Christopher Tolkien died? Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, so rest in peace. But yeah, he was kind of the um, person kind of... Uh, I guess guarding the Tolkien franchise. So the gatekeeper, if he you was will. the gatekeeper of it, but yeah, so that's my number one. And this really isn't any particular order. I just love sci-fi whenever. So yeah. And, uh, M's number one. Picard. M's number- Picard. She's looking forward to Picard. Uh, right, right there with her. Yep. So very good. Any honorable mentions that we didn't, uh, actually say, um, trying, you know, uh, yeah, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking forward to see what CW will do with their superhero shows this year. Uh, things had changed with the, with the crisis as far as where, you know, they did follow some, um, paths that the comic books took 
as far as bringing some of the universes together. So be, uh, so that I'm kind of interested in. Um, what else am I looking forward to this year? I'm um, looking forward to recording with you, M, and David and Chrissy if she's ever on again. <laughs> I'm sure she. Hopefully, she will. But uh, I, I, I am looking forward to that. Also, I'm looking forward to recording more episodes of Diner and, and talking and geeking about the sci-fi we we love. Absolutely. Well, I think that's about it for our year forward, what we're looking forward to. And we look forward to hanging out with you guys here in the diner and seeing you maybe at Farpoint on shore leave and uh, hearing from you. Yeah. Well, let's move in. We have an interview that we're going to share with you tonight. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how this interview went down. So, yeah, uh, Alex Malari was one of the guests at shore leave this year. Uh, Fans of... um, of Dark Matter will we'll, we'll quickly recognize his character, um, but uh, you know he play, It's it's funny when you meet an actor. You know, you, so if they play kind of an over the top character, then you meet who he is. I mean, he, his character was this reserved martial arts expert, you know, badass kind of guy, and and but in real life, he's this cool, gregarious guy that you know just was just just really cool uh so uh, it was a very pleasant experience just uh, hanging out with him for a few minutes um looks like he he's going to follow a path of trying to be an, you know an action star and i think i think he's got it i mean he he showed you know he he could he looks good you know kicking ass and and you know he looks like he's very capable with a samurai sword um so i i i could very easily see him doing some more action um action type entertainment yeah, well, absolutely. And Miles, just for your information, you look good kicking ass too. I saw those videos. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, shortly, and uh, how'd you land the interview? We just kind of went up to the table. Hey, we'd like to chat with you for about five, 10 minutes here. Um, no, I, I, I followed, uh, we, we have a, we have a, you know, a strict protocol we follow. We try to get it. We try to secure uh, permission for first uh, before we, um, um, we, we talk to uh, one of these guests. We try to be respectful of their time and like that. So the, the, the gentleman who was handling uh, celebrity guest interviews, uh, he, he went up to his table with me and just said, he, he introduced me and said, he does an audio podcast. Would it be possible for him to do it? Maybe like a 10 minute interview with you. And, and he said, yeah, sure. Be happy to do it. He was totally down with it. Uh, and so he, You're very accommodating, so, very accommodating, um, happy to do it. And, um, you may hear in the interview, there may be a pause here and there. Uh, a fan may want to just say hi to him or get an interview. We, when we do these interviews at the celebrity guest table, we, we try to, we want to be accommodating too. So yeah. um, if any fan wants to get their autograph or picture, we pause and let them do that. Then we, we, we resume afterwards. So, yeah. 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 And as I mentioned earlier in the show, you may hear the con, the convention noise being interviewing on the floor cut in and out. Um, especially, uh, we did have some microphone issues and I did not check this interview yet to see how it came through. So it might be fine. But if you hear my voice instead of miles, melodious voice coming through, it is because it did the mic just didn't pick him up. And I want to make sure that you understand the questions. And so I will be playing miles. That, that might be, uh, I was using new audio equipment. It's possible. I might've forgot to turn something on. It's fine. Not a big deal. We'll make it work. So uh, I think that's it. We're going to wrap up the show and uh, give you this interview. 
Miles, it was fantastic chatting with you and catching up. It's been a while. It's been too long, Scott. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we'll meet you in another two weeks, and that's going to be Farpoint. I can't wait. So that's going to be exciting. So fantastic. Well, it's good chatting with you. Thanks for listening. And Miles, why don't you take us out of the show? But just to remember, don't go away because the interview is following. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see you. Enjoy the interview. Electus discovered that some of the people on our planet had a genetic mutation. It gave them enhanced levels of what they call CPA. Cognitive predictive ability. And everyone has it to some degree. Most people call it intuition. A gut feeling. Like when you feel someone behind you before you turn around. It's a long way from a gut feeling to accurately predicting where a ship is going to appear in the galaxy. Well, that's where the machine comes in. That room you saw with all those people. They're linked together to form a collective consciousness. It's horrible. It's like drowning in an ocean of a thousand voices. You can't block them out. So they give you the drugs to make it easier. Well, it also helps the seers access their subconscious minds and link them to the collective. Seers? It's what they call themselves. The seers go into the machine and then they feed them data. Huge amounts. The galaxy is awash with information. It's everywhere. It's just a matter of tapping in. And if you analyze enough data, you can predict the future. It's calculating probability. I mean, nothing more. So they knew I was on this ship. They have my criminal records, known associates. And they calculated the most likely place you'd go to sell the drugs. Why didn't they see us coming when we attacked their ship? I saw it coming. But I manipulated the data stream within the collective. You can do that. Milo is the most talented seer they have. They're working with old data. They're making calculations based off of previous behavior patterns. They thought you would abandon Nix, not help her. Well, if that's true, they probably don't think we'll go back for three and six then. Except you did help us. That'll affect the model. What do they want? They want Milo back. Hey, YouTube, thanks for watching. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel right here. And for everything dark matter, you can visit sci-fi.com right here. What happened to us? With those memories, you're different people. War was coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Shore Leave 2019, and we're hanging out with Mr. Alex Malari. Mr. IMDb page, an impressive list of diverse shows in drama, horror, and sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fans will recognize Mr. Malari in such movies and shows such as Robocop, Defiance, and Dark Matter, just to name a few. Mr. Malari, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us from Sci-Fi Diner. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. So in doing some research for this interview, I noticed we have something in common, uh, believe it or not. Um, I noticed you have a black belt in, in Taekwondo. I'm a student of uh, Shotokan and I uh, started uh, Asian Jiu-Jitsu Karate. There you go. How has your martial arts background helped you in your acting? I, I mean, it's helped a lot. Um, I'm so drawn to the to the action roles, you know what I mean? I grown up watching Bruce Lee, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Seagal. Uh, Chuck Norris, Jackie Chan, you know, I was always drawn to that action genre. So when I started acting, the Taekwondo helped a whole lot because it gave me the ability to be able to do my own stunts. And I was confident in my ability to deliver the type of action scenes that I've 
always watched. Yeah. Well, we, we saw a lot of good action scenes in Dark Matter. Sure did. That I really enjoyed. Thank you. Sure that often took place in space at spaceships and even androids. That's right. Can you tell us how you got the role of number four? Yeah, man. I mean, as an actor, you really are just given auditions by your agent, and uh, this was one script that I was really drawn to. Uh, so I auditioned for it, and there was quite a bit of time between hearing back from them and that first audition. So after I did that first audition, um, I got a call from my agent saying, hey, they're interested in you, and Joe Malazzi wants to get on the phone uh, just to talk to you before the callback audition, which is the second one. Um, spoke to Joe, learned a little bit more about the character of Four, um, and a little, little more about his arc and went into that second audition and that's where I got to meet the amazing Joe Malazzi and Vanessa Piazza who's uh, the producer of Dark Matter um, did that audition and shortly after that got the role on that ride ever since. Uh, on that ride ever since, yeah. What a ride it was. Yeah. So I am more familiar with your sci-fi and action work. I yep. saw an episode you did on Designated Survivor. Yep. Are there things you're hoping to do in your acting that you haven't had the opportunity yet? Oh, so many things, man. My career is so young. Um, so many, so many, so many things. One uh, genre that I've always been told I would probably do well in is comedy, and uh, I'm finally getting to do that this summer. Good. Um, and I'm really happy to explore that genre but apart from that man uh, I'd love to start getting into the feature films because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of area there that I'd like to explore and, and as, as an artist um, submerge, submerge myself into you know yeah Fantastic. I, I, I could definitely see you doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we're at a sci-fi convention. I'm getting nerd out meeting people like yourself. That oh, are yeah. Some of my favorite <laughs> what are some of the things that make you nerd out? Oh, man. Science. Science. I've met. Um, like real science. Yeah, I do. Um, aliens. Um, conspiracy theories. Um, I, I'm in all for that, man. Um, I got to meet a couple of scientists from NASA here to here at this shore leave convention and boy, did I geek out and just ask them a whole ton of questions and just ask for their contacts so I could just bother them with science questions. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. So what's the next on the horizon for you? What, what can we be seeing in the future? Is there something we could be plugging for you? Yeah. Right now on Cinemax, you can catch me on jet. Um, Code 8 with the Amel Cousins. The uh, What else we got? We got a YouTube series coming out later this fall. Um, and I am now the main character of Ghost Recon coming out from uh, Ubisoft. And that's releasing in October. And uh, Wicked Cast on that, man. Uh, playing the villain in that game is John Bernthal himself. So... A lot of the gaming world will uh, have a great time with that one. Ubisoft did an excellent job. And then next year, got a couple of Netflix series that I'm currently filming right now. Thank you, Mr. Lloyd. Take yeah, time. absolutely, man. Thank you.
Good, good. All I see is fuzz, but maybe that's just you being so close to the camera. <laughs> no, I just have some over the camera. There's no need to. No need to see you? No need to see me. Are you in your skibbies again? I will never tell. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, very good. Very good. Well, it sounds like it's just us. Did you send me show notes? I think you did. So I just watched the uh, clip of Tom Welling and Crisis Infinite Earths. Oh, yeah? Uh, it was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, I would give the whole crisis maybe a B minus. So, like, it was very cool. Like, he's a family man now. And then to see him, like, totally, like, deck like loser. Like, okay, that was kind of cool. But, you know, you wanted to see Superman. I just don't buy it that, you know, no matter what universe, Superman is going to give up his powers and live the life of a family man on the farm when there's all these threats from, you know, that are from within and from without. It's just not, I mean, it's not plausible. I mean, I know they, that's why they had, he had to be able to survive for Green Kryptonite, but still. Oh.